Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Uninterrupted, where we chat to women making a big impact in the health and wellness space. I'm Lisa Gebilagen, Deputy Editor of Women's Health Australia. For the next couple of episodes, we're harking back to some of our favourite interviews over the past year. And for this one, I've picked Tiffany Hall's chat with our editor, Jackie Mooney. What I loved about their episode was it was the first time Tiff ever spoke about her lifelong battle with epilepsy. When Tiff used to be weighed down by the thought of, imagine what my life could be like if I didn't have epilepsy, she reframed it as, it's what made me a fighter. We'll be back with new episodes soon. Until then, enjoy this inspirational chat between Tiff Hall and Jackie. Self-love and feeling good about yourself is like good bread and you have to bake it fresh every day. Not everyone wakes up every single day feeling like a rock star. You have to wake up and give yourself a pep talk and say, hey, you're awesome. We're doing okay here and I accept you and I love you and we've come a long way. I'm a mum now. I have had to say no to things and using that no muscle, being assertive has been a great life lesson because I've always been the yes person. I think it's about knowing what you want not settling for second best and being a boss about it. I'm Jackie Mooney, the editor of Women's Health. Thanks for joining us for a brand new series of Uninterrupted. My guest today doesn't need much introduction, having been part of the Aussie fitness scene for more than a decade. From hanging tough and battling it out on TV show Gladiators to helping people change their lives as a trainer on The Biggest Loser, Tiffany Hall is known for her straight-talking, honest and very warm approach. A seriously qualified martial artist, she's the founder of online fitness program TIFFXO. She's also an in-demand speaker and eight-time author. Tiff and her husband, comedian Ed Cavalli, are also parents to Arnold, nearly two. With the trainer openly sharing her pregnancy and motherhood journey struggles and all over the past few years, something we'll delve into a little bit more deeply today. Well, Tiff, welcome back to Sydney. Thank You've just you. been a big part of our annual Fitfluential issue, so thank you it was an for honor. being a part oh my of goodness. that. You almost feel like a part of our family now. In real life, you grew up in Essendon in Melbourne, yeah. oldest of three siblings, mm-hmm. and what I was fascinated to find out is that obviously your parents owned a taekwondo centre, so really... Did you have no choice? Was fitness your destiny? I think it was in a way. I grew up with my parents being Taekwondo martial arts instructors and they run the biggest martial arts schools in the country. But, uh, and I was a competitor in Taekwondo and an athlete and I loved it. I gravitated towards sports. I did ballet, diving, athletics, you name it, I did it. But when it came to the decision to take my sport further as in in terms of the Olympics, I turned to my father, an Olympic coach, and, and he actually said to me, you know what, go to university, go study your passion. Cause I had two passions. One was fitness and the other one was writing and fiction. And I loved it. And I, I went to university and I studied media and journalism and got a print journalism degree and really always loved media and then started a career in the media. And that is fascinating that you are a secret journalist. That yeah, is, is yeah. your degree and you have written multiple, yeah, multiple books, books now, which is quite incredible. Mm. Did you at that point think when you were at uni that writing would be and journalism would be your full-time job? I really wanted it to be, but then the world started to change. The internet started to change things and social media was born. And I thought, here's an opportunity to combine both my loves of writing, media 
and fitness. And then, of course, TiffXO was born and I still write blogs and I write a lot for the business. Um, but it's my, both my loves right out there. Actually, my three loves, martial arts, you know, business and media and fitness. So how did you end up making that leap from being a journalist? Like you actually worked at hardcore newspapers. How did you make that leap from the newspaper world to working in fitness full time? I literally made a leap, Jackie, and it was an audition for the TV show Gladiators at Channel 7. And um, my boyfriend at the time challenged me and said, I'm fitter than you. And there's this audition going for Gladiators and I bet I can beat you. I said, no. No, you can't. So we went down on a dare. He got um, eliminated very early on and I made it all the way through and the producer said, welcome, you are Gladiator Angel. I'm like, excuse me, what's that mean? I've got a full-time job. Like what am I going to do? So I moved from Melbourne to Sydney and I filmed Gladiators and that put me, you know, on a platform of fitness and media and I started to do my thing and then, yeah, it it took over. And a lot of people would remember you. One of your most high-profile TV gigs mm. was The Biggest yes. Loser. Yes. What was that whole experience like? And was it difficult to be in the public eye with so many people having an opinion? Absolutely. I went on that show with my methods and the way that I do things. Um, in the end, uh, I was like a round peg in a square hole. I found that I couldn't pursue it. Um, but I did my very best with my contestants with a holistic approach and looked after them very well and proudly report that many of them have kept the weight off and are very fit and have integrated fitness into their lifestyles. But um, I am very grateful to The Biggest Loser and to the other wonderful coaches on that show because I learned so much working with such high-class trainers with such incredible experience and also as a as a fitness expert you want to have challenging clients and I really enjoyed having different ages abilities fitness levels and it was challenging and having targets and going okay this is what I want from this get me there and it made me a better trainer. And fast forward um, quite a few years, um, you have a little boy now, yes. Arnie, who's yeah. our favourite. We love him visiting the office. And you've been with your partner, Ed, for mm. over um, 10 yes, years and married yes. for four, yeah. which is beautiful. And, you know, you two come from very different worlds, you know, in a way, like your fitness, he's radio. How did you guys actually meet? Well, yeah, he's a he's a broadcaster. He works in television. And we met. I was a gladiator and he interviewed me on the radio and I was doing the publicity rounds and he kept calling me back into the studio and I kept saying to the publicist, oh, we've done that show. Like, why am I coming back? Yeah, there's not much more to say. And finally I said, here's my number. Can we go out for dinner, please? Because I'm sick of getting up for breakfast radio. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was so excited. And and honestly, we've been inseparable since that radio interview. Um, But he, he watched me, my little gladiator out fit my my mechanical wings boxing boots and I had like a little silver bralette on and he was like I'm gonna marry that girl he told his housemate at the time and he's like yeah sure you're gonna marry gladiator angel good luck as if oh my um, gosh I love that and you yes. made the first move yeah because my husband you know he's very tall he's a bit dorky he's, you know and everyone's like as if but Ed has always made me laugh and it's that sense of humor he brings to life and I didn't I didn't 
want to marry someone in the fitness industry. Oh, my God, talking about reps and sets and <laughs> it works this and that. I was like, no, thank you. I want something completely different. And you guys seem like such a good fit together. What do you think it is that makes your partnership work? I think, you know, it's a teamwork. It's that we both have our own thing going on, very much so, um, and we're both very passionate about what we do and we don't tread on each other's toes. Like I do my thing in fitness and, you know, I'll never give him a joke and he'll never give me a workout and, you know, it works really well. And I just think that sense of humour that Ed brings to the relationship, the laugh, it's so important to have that lightness and fun. And also fitness can be, it can be so serious sometimes. People take it very seriously. And I think lighten up. It's just about feeling good and moving your body. And Ed always reminds me of that. So you guys don't work out together? We we have a rule. We don't because as soon as I step into a gym environment, I turn into trainer Tiff. I can't help it. It's like a split personality. And I start saying to my husband, working out very quietly in the corner, I think you've got more in you. I think you can add an extra few sets there. I think mm, your technique, I think you should push your shoulders back away from your ear. And I start training him and he's just trying to do a really laid back workout. And all of a sudden I'm bending over him like, you know, and we end up fighting. So to preserve the relationship, we do not enter a gym together. No, I love this. I have the same rule. My husband is a, a running coach and an oh. ultra runner. And I, up until this point, had a rule of you do not train with your spouse. I think it's better for marital relations, which has been broken for an upcoming marathon. We're still married, so this is oh, a plus. Oh, that is good. But I get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, that's I agree. it. And you can dip into working with each other. We've just collaborated on a on a children's picture book and Ed and I wrote that together. But even in doing that, I wrote the copy and then he did the visual jokes in the illustrations and we would do work separately then come together because we just knew we would end up fighting if we were there together. And speaking of your new book, it does feature your whole family, including Mm -hmm. Arnie, Mm -hmm. which is so cute. Um, And, you know, speaking of Arnie, he is nearly two now um, and he was not an easy pregnancy for you. So what was that whole experience like? And particularly as a trainer whose body is there living, like how was the whole pregnancy journey and, and dealing with that and seeing your body change? Well, Jackie, honestly, I was very very concerned about getting pregnant because I thought it would be the end of my business. I couldn't, I didn't know how to maintain making fitness videos and servicing my business and being pregnant. And then I thought it'll be fine. I'll have a fit pregnancy and I'll I'll just modify and employ trainers and that'll be fine. But then I had a, a hypermemesis pregnancy where I was very sick in hospital, nine months of sickness, unable to do anything. So everything stopped and my business did um, suffer because I wasn't present. Um, but then the most amazing thing happened. I had the baby. I put on a lot of weight in my pregnancy, 30 kilos. It wasn't ideal, but I lived on sausage rolls and milk because it was all that I could eat to stop vomiting. Um, and (laughs) at the end I had beautiful Arnold and I think it made me more relatable to people out there who were struggling with their weight. And it made me a better trainer because for the first time, I thought, wow, like it's hard to lose weight. It's psychological. It's emotional. This is tough. And I was in the shoes of my clients and thinking, okay, how are we going to do this? So um, it was a very emotional time, very vulnerable time. And I remember looking in the mirror and I was 
I was so wrecked, like my core, my muscles, my pelvic floor. I had stitches. I was breastfeeding and I'm looking at myself in the mirror trying to have a shower with a newborn and you just know how hard that is, people listening who have had a baby. And I just, I get a little emotional thinking about now, but I just, for the first time in my life, I didn't love my body. I was looking at it and thinking, oh, what am I going to do? And it made me very emotional because I thought this is the end of my business. I don't look fit. And then my husband came into the room and he said, you've never looked more beautiful. Look at what your body's done. And he said, look at the baby. And then I started to change my mindset. Oh, I'm a warrior. Look at what my body's done. It's been a six-stand black belt in Taekwondo, a gladiator, an athlete. It's given birth. I, I can run. I can jump. Like my body's been through a lot in my life. I've had a knee reconstruction. I've broken ankles and my coccyx. And, you know, I've been through stuff with this body. So I'm going to love it and see where we end up. And so I said to my members, hey, I'm not going to punish myself with exercise. I'm not going to diet because I'm breastfeeding. I need the milk. I'm going to put Arnold first and I'm going to do TIFXO, my home workouts. And you guys can come with me or not. I'm a size. At that point, I was size 18. I'm usually a size six. And I said, let's just see. And it took me 18 months to, you know, feel fit and strong again. But I've done more in fitness since having Arnold than I had done before having him. And my post, my, my postnatal body, you know, it, it did more in fitness than before having Arnold. So to women out there who have had kids, you can get strong and you can get fit again, but it does take time. Do not think you can do it overnight. Find an expert who knows what they're doing, invest in Pilates, build up really strong and take it slow and do it properly. And um, it's been the best experience of my life. And I've got Arnold, of course, but um, going on my own weight loss journey and then having to employ my own methods. And there was a moment there where I thought, if it doesn't work, what if my methods don't work? Human guinea pig. Yeah, the results were on my members and I'd always had such success. But I thought, what if they don't work on me? And maybe that trepidation is something that everybody feels when they embark on that emotional weight loss journey. But I couldn't be more grateful for the support of my members and my family to help me because, you know, let's talk about body positivity there for a second. Um, I guess it was the first time I really had to employ the tools of loving your body, you know, loving, embracing your flaws. And um, I still, my body is not the same as what it was, but um that positive self-love is is just everything. And one of the things you've said, which I just thought was so beautiful, that you have said that having Arnie has actually made you stronger in yeah. every way. Yeah. What has become, like how has becoming a mum changed yeah. your whole view on the world? Well, I really think that you have to grow through what you go through. And I have now a flexibility whereas before I had a routine, this is when I train, this is what I do, this is my routine, with kids, you can't. So I'm flexible. If I've got 20 minutes, I make that the best 20 minutes I've got. And I put my heart into everything and I'm really good at switching focus. I'm, I'm far more positive, empathetic, and um, really I feel I get where people are coming from when they are nervous about taking on a weight loss um, journey or if they're wanting to get fitter, it's hard. It hurts. It's uncomfortable for a bit, but then you get over it and you feel so empowered. But um, I, I really do feel like it's opened my eyes to 
feeling what my members feel. And I think you mentioned body image before, and I think one of the most incredible things that has happened recently, because obviously I look at your Instagram mm-hmm, mm-hmm. quite closely in a yes. non-creepy way. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks after Arnie was born, you mentioned, yeah, you actually chose to post a really different before mm-hmm. and after on Instagram. Yes. You know, one of you pre pre-baby, yes. rock hard abs, one of you just completely unfiltered mm. two weeks post Partum, mm-hmm. explaining to other women why you'd done that and that mm-hmm. you had never actually felt happier and stronger yes. than you yeah. did at that time. Yeah. What prompted you to be so honest and what was the reaction from other women to that post? I've got to say that there was a lot of pressure internally and externally around my my business and also followers and fans reaching out. Like when I got pregnant, the first thing out of people's mouths were wasn't, oh, congratulations. It was, oh, are you worried about bouncing back? <gasps> no. Are you worried about losing your body? What are you going to do? What's the plan? And people contacting me, private messaging me, Facebook, DMing asking me. Asking about this. Yeah, asking like, I've just had a baby. I need to bounce back. So what's your plan? And I'm like, guys, I'm like 15 weeks pregnant, like, whoa, I don't have a plan. Hadn't thought about it. I was obviously nervous. Um, So I guess to offset that pressure that I was feeling from the public in terms of appearing in a bikini three weeks after I'd given birth, I put it out there as a bit of a um, I don't want to swear, but an F you to say, I am not going to sacrifice the baby bubble, my son, the health and well-being of my son and the health and well-being of my relationships I value most, which are, I value exercise. I value my healthy nutrition. I don't want to die or jeopardize that with punishment or de- deprivation. And so that photo went out into the world as this is me I'll get to my fit, strong self. I don't know what that self will be, but it will be different pre-Arnie. And um, this baby means the world to me and I'm not going to sacrifice a second. And I'm going to get strong and I'm I'm very educated, so I'm going to do it properly. And um, the response was incredible. And I didn't expect a response. I thought it would be, oh, well, no response because I didn't look shredded after having a baby, but it was a fourth trimester. And, you know, I had injuries um, from the birth and I was going to have to work with that. So, yeah. And I know you care about this so strongly and this idea of really making it clear to women, take your time. You don't need to do this to yourself. You actually did a TED talk about this topic. Yes. Did you also get a fantastic reaction to that? And what was that like? Well, TED came to me and said, we would love you to do a talk. You can choose a topic, anything that you're passionate about, but it has to be about mind over matter. And I thought, well, I'm going to talk about the pressures to bounce back and how you can actually bounce forward and put your mind over this matter where your body your body will change as a woman throughout your life, no matter if you have kids or not. Hormones are powerful. So it was all about how do you have that positive mindset and positive body image and people just loved it. And I think it's very freeing saying, hey, It takes nine months to carry a child. It's going to take you over nine months to repair your body. And as a trainer, I knew the threat. I knew that if I went too hard, 
I would risk a prolapse. I knew that I would risk more ab separation. Um, I had weaknesses in my body that would jeopardize other things like a knee injury and things like that. So, you know, you have to take your time and heal. And what major surgery do you ever undergo in life where the surgeon says, now, listen, three weeks post-op, I want you out there in a bikini. Okay. It just, it's, it's, you got to look at it as trauma to the body and that takes healing afterwards. And, you know, you are very real to this day, very Mm -hmm. real and honest on social media. And I think I appreciate that. I'm sure many people do. You You know, has that been a conscious decision on your part? Because you really want to see people just take the pressure down on themselves. Yeah, definitely. And I think Instagram, I love social media. I really do for connecting people, inspiring people. And it's a phenomenal platform. But um. I, I do think that we can get carried away with um, curating photos and I think real life sort of wins. It's more interesting and um, I have been very honest along my my way um, getting back to my fitness and also it's sustainable doing photo shoots every day, doing my makeup and doing my hair every day is not sustainable with a two-year-old and running a business. Um, So I just show it as it is because it is sustainable. And we recently spoke to you for another story actually in women's health um, about gut health. And I think this is a a huge topic in the wellness world now. So many women, gut health is an issue for them. And and you actually, again, did write really openly on Instagram Mm -hmm. about bloating as something that personally affected you. And that actually went insane, that Mm. post. And we spoke about that in that story. So you know, is that something that you think is a positive way that we can use social media to actually share and connect and say, hey, guys, this is normal? Oh, yeah. And bloating, you know, it can be hormones and um, women experience it a lot through their cycle and, and all of these things. And working in fitness, I find it very embarrassing because I'm often in a crop top and tights and then I can't control it or I'll eat something that doesn't agree with me. I'm not lactose, I'm not fructose intolerant or anything like that, but I do bloat, I just do. And it's something that I've learned to manage, but, um, and I've also seen gastrologists and like gone through the processes of seeing if it's a medical issue. It's not, it's a hormonal issue for me. So um, it, it's great to just know a few little things that you can do, such as chewing gum, can really hurt your gut, for example, and cause bloating. Um, you know, having your ginger teas and just little things, lemon waters, a- apple cider vinegar, putting some of that in your tea is really great. Um, and that's really improved my gut health and respecting the gut as a second brain because 90% of mm. the serotonin, you know, produce the happy, good feeling hormone is actually produced in the gut. So if your gut health's out, a lot of people come to me and say, I need to lose weight. But as a trainer, I look at them and I go, hmm, Actually, it's a lot of your gut health, which affects your energy, which then affects your drive to exercise. And if your gut's not healthy and your hormones aren't happy, you're not going to burn fat anyway. So we address gut health first. And yeah, speaking of gut health and nutrition, Mm. I think one of the things that I love and see happening at the moment is that encouragingly, many women are just turning away from this idea of deprivation and starving themselves and all these damaging things. And they're thinking more about nourishing their body, eating good food. So for you, you know, what's your food philosophy and what would be sort of a typical day on a plate for you? 
I absolutely believe it's not about calories. It's about nutrition. So I look at a meal and I don't think, oh, that's about 600 calories. I think, oh, that's a lot of good vitamins for me. My macros and my micros. Yes. Okay. But I'm not very structured and I don't cut anything out. I have my treats. I'm honestly 80% health ninja, 20% naughty ninja. Um, I, <laughs> I, I have fats, a high fat diet. I find that it really helps with recovery because I do mm. a lot of exercise. And of course I eat carbohydrates, but um, I'm a bit picky with the carbohydrates because of bloating and slow. I, I like a slow release energy, but um, a, you know, a day on a plate, I follow the strength menu on Tifexo. So I'll start with, I make um, at the beginning of the week, I make a big tray of like an egg frittata. Arnold loves that. And you can cut it up. And my husband works early morning. So he's up at four and everyone gets that easy to take to work. I have it with avocado and sauerkraut because it's good for your gut. And then I have um, lunch would just be something fresh, probably salad and a protein um, because I am on the go. I'm a big food prepper. So I take it with me. Mm. Dinner. I love anything from a steak, white fish, salmon, um, protein sauce, pumpkin, lots of vegetables. But then I, I also make things like I love a uh, sweet potato shepherd pie um, for dinner. I love my slow cooks because Arnold loves those too. And having kids, it's been great because I've had to really try with my cooking and to be a little bit more interesting. For me, it's like how many nutrients can I get into this? And I'll add avocado and sauerkraut and nuts and seeds. And, you know, I love my dessert usually. It's my favorite. I have blueberries, um, frozen berries because it's easy and it's cost effective with some coconut yogurt, flaxseed oil, um, some all brand because it's really good for your your gut and your colon. And I'll um, also just sprinkle like coconut flakes on there. And that's a really good dessert. TIFXO and I know how important this community mm. is to you. Can mm-hmm. you share a little bit about why you created it? I was being contacted by women all over the country to train them and I couldn't. I had no means. I was working at my um, parents' martial arts schools and um, teaching as a Taekwondo instructor there and that was my gym and that's that was my home for personal training but I didn't know how to reach them. And so then I started the business Tifexo, which was incredibly a huge step financially and with my self-esteem, everything. I just always thought, oh, I haven't got it in me to run a business. I saw how demanding a small business was for my parents growing up. It's incredibly demanding. And I thought, oh, well, now or never. So I, I, I started up. But then two months after I started Tifexo, I felt pregnant. So then we had a bad nine months where I couldn't service a business. So, you know, it's been, it was very rocky in the beginning, but what saved me were my members that were so loyal. They loved it. They love the exercise. It has a bit of a martial arts twist because I believe in that for empowering the mind. And when you train the mind, you do train the body. I got into personal training because of the personal part. I didn't get into it to be an Instagram influencer and sell products. I got into it to be with people. And the fact that I can train thousands of women at once and us all be part of this community. So it's not just a business to you. It's not just a business. It It's not a business. I'd say Tifexo is therapy for me. Tifexo is my mother's group. It's my therapy. It's my training team. It's my accountability buddies all the things that you need to have a healthy life um, 
exists within TIFXO and that support and community. And it makes me very, it makes me very emotional. I met a woman and she said, I've got three kids under the age of three. Can you imagine? And I suffered postpartum depression very badly. My husband's a fly in, fly out and I'm on my own. I live out rural and I have no access to gyms. I joined TIFXO. They say it takes a village to raise a family. I didn't have a village. And she said, you are my village. And every time I think of that, I get teary because it's like, that's what I wanted to offer people. I wanted to give them the village because if you want to lose weight or change your body, it's an emotional journey and you need a psychologist, you need a trainer, you need people supporting you and every single day checking in. And the greatest success I've had with my clients is every single day, how are you going? How are you going? Oh, they say, you're riding me. Yeah, that's the point. This support and accountability is what's going to get you there. And we've got targets and it's the village. So Tiff, you have worked in the fitness world for a little while now. What are some of the fitness or wellness trends that you've seen, which ones are you really glad to see the back of? Mm -hmm. And what are some emerging trends that you really feel are exciting? When I was in my 20s, personal training, I got a lot of requests to have the hip bones visible. Um, So that is horrifying. You know what I mean? It takes a lot of dieting. And I was always like, not that healthy. Let's go another way. And also there was this whole culture of being scared of fats and fat phobes and also cutting out carbs and food groups and things like that. I think we're a lot more educated now that you need fat to feel full and it's so good for your brain and that carbohydrates come in many different forms. And I'm very grateful now to see the back of sugar. I think sugar is the enemy, not fats, not carbohydrates. I think we're becoming more educated and aware of sugar, even though it tastes great. And I am so excited that now we are embracing such a diverse range of body shape. I love it. I absolutely love it. Nike's new range of clothing. And I just was recently in a music video and it was celebrating different kinds of bodies and we were dancing around in our underwear. And it was just so cool to see all bodies, all shapes and sizes. And now there's a real emphasis and also with people in my community who come to TIFXO wanting to feel stronger and to have that strong shape. My mum got married in 1980 to my father and she was, she did Taekwondo. She was very muscular, very. So biceps, she had the veins in her shoulders from teaching and boxing and big strong legs and six pack. And she got married in a wedding dress that was full sleeves, full down to the ground, covered her back, covered her chest because early 80s, it was all about being skinny. And if you had any muscle, any definition or shape, she said she just was always ridiculed, right? And I look at her wedding photos now and I'm just so sad. She should have had her guns out, man, like out and proud, out and proud. And she still is so fit and muscular. And I've always been very muscular. And when I was younger, I was teased because I was called thunder thighs. I had big, I'm very quad dominant and, oh, you've got legs like a footy player, girls would say at school. And it looks like you've got an alien in your stomach because I had 
abs. I didn't even know like what a six pack was. It was just from doing taekwondo and I was always teasing. I covered up. But now it's about, hey, let's get the muscle. Let's get the booty. Let's grow the glutes. Let's have sculpted arms and a strong back. And even with things like Ninja Warriors, let's see how long we can hang off the monkey bars and do a two minute hang. And there's more emphasis on strength and power and not about just being skinny. And the other day, I've got to tell you, back when I was a teenager, I used to put my jeans on and they were like the thing for me. It was a marker of where was my weight at, right? Because I didn't have access. Mum didn't have scales in the house. So it was like put on my jeans. If they were loose, I thought, yes, awesome. If they were tight, I'd feel really bad about myself. The other day I put my jeans on, usual size, and they didn't fit me, right? And I was dancing around the house, so excited. And my friend was there and Arnie, and I'm like, hey, Donna, guess what? <laughs> my jeans don't fit. And she's like, oh, no, like, is, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm so good because I have been doing glute training and trying to build this booty for so long. And finally, I can't get the it's buttons done up. Yeah, my booty out. is busting out of my jeans. <laughs> and finally, I've grown the peach. Like, I've been working hard on this. So I'm like, I have to go up, I reckon, a size in jeans and I'm going to have to get a bit of elastic in it or something, tensile elastic or something because these jeans, jeans baby don't fit and I was coming up to um do this podcast with you and I actually that's why I'm not in jeans today <laughs> I love this. because I'm actually in a skirt people because my <laughs> jeans don't fit and I am so proud of it and it just shows there's this whole mindset shift towards strength and power and doing those hip thrusts and squats I saw a comment online and they said something like oh you train with a woman but women aren't meant to do push-ups And I was just so, this was a comment from a man. I was like, oh, come on, let's have a push-up competition (laughs) because I'm very good at my push-ups and I think it's all changing and everyone jumped on and was like, no, women are doing push-ups and strength moves and chin-ups now. We're not shying away from it. We're like, give us a go. And sure, they might be banded or supported at the beginning, but it's fine to do the modifications and still embrace that strength. Oh, you have a lot of mums that follow you. I'm sure there's even young girls that follow you. Yes, yes. You know, in that vein, what would be the one message you would want to give them about body image? I say it's a quote that lives in my family from my grandmother to my mother. They always said to me that self-love and feeling good about yourself is like good bread. And you have to bake it fresh every day. Not everyone is born with confidence. Not everyone is born with a self-worth. And not everyone wakes up every single day feeling like a rock star. You have to wake up and give yourself a pep talk and say, hey, you're awesome. We're doing okay here and I accept you and I love you and we've come a long way and we've got a long way to go. So self-love is sustainable. It's going to get me there, but hating myself never will. It's not sustainable. And sometimes I burn the toast, you know, I, I get up and I just can't get on track with loving myself that day. But most of the time, it's a good croissant. I feel good about myself and I get my bake on and, and the bread is good. And I, I find yeah, to anyone out there, don't don't look at me or anyone else in the media and think, oh, she just feels confident and feels good about herself. Every day I tell you I wake up and I have to put in that effort to loving myself and accepting myself too. You have TIFXO, obviously, but you have been very busy of late because you are actually one of the expert trainers yes. on Centre, yeah. Chris Hemsworth's yes. new app and Elsa Pataki. Yeah. How did that whole thing come about? Well, Chris saw the success of TIFXO, the results, and I guess he just came to me and said, 
gosh, I need a female trainer and you get results, would you do it? And it's very different to Tifexo, but it's been so much fun. And I mean, hey, Chris Hemsworth calls. Yeah. You, yeah, I'll you're take a, that call. Yeah, hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And I've travelled the world um, following him. He, you know, he was filming Men in Black in London. We went and filmed in London. We've been in Byron, New York, LA. It was so much fun. I had Arnold with me and Arnold is just so spoiled. He just thinks it's the life. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a mega, you know, global movie star. That's just a normal day. And there's mum. Yep, she's just training. And then we're on a flight to New York. Fine. That's normal day. This kid, man, he was just like, yeah, whatever. like unimpressed the whole time. And I'm like, oh, this is actually cool, Arnold. So, yeah, it's been great. But, look, my focus has always been TIFXO. Um, I don't do on centre what I do for TIFXO, but a few workouts and it's been it's been wonderful to, again, train with such awesome trainers and be part of it. And it does feel like a bit of a family. We've yeah. worked with you. We've worked with Chris and Elsa a yeah. lot on women's health and men's health. I think when you meet them, they're as down to earth as they are. Oh. Up here. Yeah, I'll never forget I was training Elsa in London and I always train in bare feet because I'm a martial artist and she walked in bare feet, relaxed and just so beautiful and so fiercely strong. And I said to her, you know what, you're, you're training training pretty strong. Like you give Thor a run for his money and she's like, oh, please tell him, please tell him that. <laughs> and did you tell him? <laughs> yeah. I said, she's fierce. He said, I know, I know. I taught her a roundhouse kick and shoulder throw. And at first she's like, oh, I don't think I can throw you. I said, you can. I'm going to teach you. And then she threw me with such gusto. I thought, oh, my goodness, I think I broke a rib. But I didn't tell her that. But she was just so powerful and such an awesome boxer. And, wow, she loves her martial arts, yeah. We've talked about a lot of things today. And looking back on your life and career and everything that's happened, what do you think has been your biggest challenge in life but also your biggest lesson? My biggest challenge in life... It's a very personal one and it, it's something that I struggle with daily, but I do have a form of epilepsy that is very hard and it, it requires a lot of management. That's probably the biggest struggle day to day for me in terms of managing medication. At times doctors saying to me, hey, full combat sports, gym, this is not for you. I am so dedicated and passionate about health and fitness because I know that Eating well and moving has a direct effect on my brain and looks after my brain. And whereas stress, eating sugar, these are things that can trigger episodes for me. So I think there's great power in consistency and being even keel and looking after that. And obviously pregnancy and things like this, there's been big discussions about that. But I, I think the, the greatest challenge for me personally is managing that. And I've not heard you speak about no. that before. Is that something that you've dealt with for your whole life yes. since childhood? Yes, I was very, very little. It's been all my life and frustrating and sometimes I felt like it's held me back and I always have carried this sort of sadness and grief in thinking, oh, if I didn't have this, imagine where I would be, imagine what I could do. And it's something that makes me very tired and exhausted. And But then I think, no, it's made me a fighter and there's nothing I haven't done. I just have to put my mind to it. 
So to anyone out there who are struggling with something that they have to overcome, you can do it, but it just does take management and support and big things, big days. I really have to manage it and make sure that I'm okay. But, you know, I don't think anyone's ever noticed or would ever know. And I go about life with an attitude of, hey, this is my little thing that makes me a fighter. I feel really quite blessed that I have been able to do the things that I can do. Because if it ramps up or if things change, maybe there's a chance that I won't be able to. So, yeah. So interesting you bringing this up and Mm. I really appreciate you sharing it because I think so often we can all take Mm. our health for granted Mm -hmm. and it's not until things like this happen that you take stock of what's really important. And it reminds me of one of my favourite sayings is your greatest challenge is actually your greatest opportunity and how you're looking at the positive of that, saying, well, that actually makes me a fighter. I think that's such an important message for all of us, but women in particular. And it takes time to get there and to accept it. When I was very young and I'd have time off school and I would feel very depressed about it and it's unfair. Why me? It's so random. I can't control it. What can I do to control it? Then You go down the path like I would have crystals and trying everything and eating this and eating that. And no, there was no control. It's chemical. It's random. And so once you accept that, and especially being a mum now, there's a huge emphasis on recovery and self-care because if I get too exhausted, too stressed, or my sleep is affected, can be triggering. So looking after Arnold, I'm a mum now, I have had to say no to things. And using that no muscle, being assertive has been a great life lesson because I've always been the yes person. And now it's like, well, I can't do too much because I'm also a mother. So I need to manage my energy very specifically and look after myself. Well, Tiff, we just admire you so much at Women's Health. I think you're an incredibly strong woman. To finish up today, we've talked about so many great things. I just wanted to ask you what being a strong woman means to you and a message that you'd like to leave our audience with today. A strong woman, what does it mean? It means going after your passions and your dreams and doing it with absolute conviction. I think that's what a strong woman is. And it's not about the size of your biceps or physical strength. I think it's about knowing what you want, not settling for second best and being a boss about it. I love that. Well, Tiff, I have loved talking with you today. It's always so nice to catch up with you. Please come thank and you. see us again soon. And thank you oh, for giving so much have me. of your time to us. We really thank appreciate you. it. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you, Women's Health. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's chat. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. We always love your feedback. We'll catch you next time.